Boom. We are live for the Short Convos podcast. And we both look semi-cold. Why have we both got hats on? You look really cold because you're in a fleece. No, this is just my fleecy PJs that just are the next level PJs. Have you got fingerless gloves on or is that just the sleeve? Uh, Well, you'll have to wait and see. Okay. Okay. I have no idea what that means, but all right. (laughs) Well, welcome to the Short Convos podcast. Yeah, welcome. 40 something. I forgot this week. Last week I was really confident and then this week I'm not so. 45. This is Asmirale. Hello, and this is JC Warrior of Light Cashman. Hello, how are they? They are fingerless gloves. Well, that's where I thought we'd start, as I came prepared. I was walking around the house and I was thinking, what what three things uh, could we do? Our top three. Uh, this, I thought we'd start with a feature this week. Uh, okay. What top three could we do without it being food related? Why does yep. one always want to go to food? So I was I walking know. around. And I was trying to find something that we haven't done. I'm pretty sure we haven't done it. Uh, top three items of clothing. Oh, okay. Great one. Good choice. We have not done have, it, no. Have we actually talked about clothing full stop or, or anything like that? I can't remember. We might have touched on it when we spoke about minimalism um, a little bit. But no, I don't think we've ever had a proper discussion on it. So good, good yeah. choice. Good choice. I'm assuming you're wearing all three. No, I'm not actually. Okay. <laughs> uh, so top three, mine come in no particular order. Uh, so I, we can be quite broad with it like we usually are. I would say my first top item of clothing is my suit or my suits. I have one uh, tailor-made suit and I've got a few other suits that are uh, fitted but not tailor tailor-made. And my tailor-made suit is one of my, my favourite items of clothing I have. Uh, the main reason is because it really introduced me to style. It's the first item, and I only got it, you know, a number of years ago. I wasn't young. Uh, and uh, it's the first item of clothing I bought with the intention of style. And I didn't realise uh, how much of an effect style has. Uh, and uh, on yourself, on your environment, the people you interact with and everything. Uh, I just wanted to get a tailored suit. It was after watching Peaky Blinders, actually. I went into the tailors in Brighton and I said, I want to look like Thomas Shelby. I want a suit like that. (laughs) Got the hat, got everything done. And uh, when one day I have a a spare bit of cash, (laughs) I'd like to get another one done. And uh, it's, I never grew up, uh, I don't think it's a good thing or a bad thing. Again, it's just what we talk about. I never grew up thinking about style at all. And, it, you know, I didn't walk around in rags and uh, I probably did look a bit dodgy at times, but I never thought too much about what I wore. I mainly wore from a practical point of view. And I've always pretty much lived in track suits and suits anyway, as in training suits. Straight away, <laughs> you feel really good in it because it, it fits you. It's tailored to you. And then people treat you differently. Like when you walk through an airport uh, and you look at the business, everyone's like, oh, who's that? Or, or you just get treated differently. So that's why, why I would say the suit is one of mine. That's a good one. Do you want to go one for one on this one? Yeah, let's go one for one. Go for it. Okay. So before I give any of mine, I've kind of gone on an almost opposite journey to you with clothing. So uh, I worked very early on in retail uh, and quite high end retail, like French Connection. I had worked at Selfridges for a while, uh, like personal shopping, like real 
like boutique experience in terms of getting people the clothes they want. And that involved you being very fashion conscious and fashion aware. So in my younger years, teenage years especially, I was very hip to it all. Like I knew what was going on and I was aware of it and I made choices in regards to it. As I've gotten older, I've gone the opposite way to the point now where I consider myself a minimalist in terms of my wardrobe and it's very like samey like I've got the same underwear 10 times and that's because it's just the one pair of underwear I got the same t-shirt 10 times I got the same socks 10 times over uh, because they just fit and are fit for purpose so I don't have too many key items uh, but I'll go in categories what I will say what's stuck with me is leather jackets uh, so I have a leather jacket and I've always loved a leather jacket now I don't think I'll ever buy one again just because of and become a lot more aware of animals and all the rest of it in terms of you know where they come from and all of that but the leather jackets i own i i have quite a, a love for i just I, there's something about the way you feel when you wear a leather jacket that that doesn't really compare to much else is that a leather jacket you put on when you get on your harley davidson that's the one i mean you don't that's even need the harley davidson <laughs> put the jacket on and you feel like you own a harley davidson even though you don't so yeah, yes. that leather jacket's a winner for me. Right. Well, my, my next item is two items because I'm allowed to have two items for one. Is uh, <laughs> is my hats. I love my hats. Uh, I, I like. I pretty much wear a hat all year round. Not all the time. I know some people never remove a hat, uh, but I there's something I just enjoy about a hat: a flat cap, a baseball cap. Uh, during the winter months, I go to my uh, winter collection of beanies and everything else. But I really do love a, a hat. And I love it when it's really cold, snowy outside. I get to get my full fur, uh, ear covering, tie under the chin, chin hat. And uh, I'm allowed to throw it into this one as well because I don't wear them all year round. Uh, my fingerless gloves. There is something about my fingerless gloves. Uh, it doesn't matter how cold it is outside always fingerless gloves. I just love my fingerless gloves. These ones are, are probably seen a few seasons, so I think need a, need an upgrade. Are those fingerless gloves or are those gloves with which you have cut off the fingers? My very first fingerless gloves were gloves that I defingered, uh, but these are genuine uh, fingerless, come prepared gloves. Got it, got it. Yeah, I've always liked a fingerless glove. I, I think that this always made the most sense. I used to busk uh, with the guitar in central London quite a few years back. Uh, and fingerless gloves were kind of almost a, a requirement because otherwise you just got so cold you couldn't actually play anything. So yeah, they, are, I've, I've got a couple. They're a, they're a good choice. My number two is going to be a plain black t-shirt. Uh, again, I've got 10. They're all the same brand. They're all the same size. But and it's boring as hell. But this is why I like it. I don't think about what I wear in the morning. I don't give it any tension. I don't give it any mind. I go to the drawer, I get a t shirt, I put it on and I get on with my day. And it used to, especially back when I was in retail, it used to consume like a big part of my day in terms of trying to pick the right outfit, think about who I had coming in or what the customers were doing or what was going on. Uh, and now I just don't care. Just like plain t-shirt. Uh, today it's a white one. I've got white and I've say, got black. You that's that about one? it. <laughs> I only have two colors, that's it. And there's a gray one somewhere, but I haven't worn <laughs> it for a long time. But that's when I'm feeling in the middle. That's about it. Yeah. 
Well, yeah, someone said uh, a little while back, yeah, I can't remember where it was, that uh, some of the most productive people in the world uh, only have uh, the same uh, clothing, the same clothing, because then it takes out that need to choose, make a choice uh, at the start of the day. Yeah, Steve Jobs was famous for the, uh, the black turtleneck. He was like yeah. the first one, just black turtleneck, blue jeans. Uh, I don't, I don't take it to that extreme, but that is it. You just, you just don't think about it. You don't give it any energy. And also, I don't like spending money on clothes. Like I don't like having to buy new T-shirts or buy new jeans. Like I get irritated when it comes to the point, and it only comes to the point when my wife says, you need new T-shirts because <laughs> those are looking ragged. And then I'm like... <laughs> Uh, fine, <laughs> 10, done, ordered new ones. So yeah, I, I, it removes the whole thing of needing to think about it more often than not. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, should, I should have really put the gloves and hat into numero three separate because I can't really decide on a number three now I've put myself on the spot. You go first, what's your number three? Uh, well, see, I thought I knew your number three. Uh, oh, I, you I, said? I thought you were gonna say a gi of kinds just because yeah. we wear them, you know, 99.9% .9 of the time. Funny, I didn't think of that as clothing, though. Okay. I, I think of that more as, like, a Superman outfit, right. a uniform. So we're talking so only when we're not in No, you've done my mode. number three then, so, yeah, my okay, geese. Okay, you're sorted. <laughs> well, then now <laughs> you must talk about your geese. Well, I was fighting over... I like velour tracksuits. Like, I like... Velour tracksuits? Yeah. Yeah, I've that's got a good a, collection that's of That's a velour. choice. Yeah, tracksuits. That's suits. out there. I don't know yeah. many people who have a velour tracksuit. No, I like my velour tracksuits and uh, oh, right. various colours. Various cuts as well, slim as well as a bit more, you know, uh, in with the hood, baggy and everything else. I, I do like those. Uh, and then, like, I like my... Uh, these PJs are particularly lovely that I'm wearing right now. They feel like you're in a teddy bear or you are a teddy bear. Uh, they're really nice. But I don't wear those all the time. I find something more practical is always what I, I go to uh, yeah. with, with anything or is always my favourite things if it's more practical. So, yeah, uh, my my geese are definitely uh, definitely that. And it's uh, it, it's been a thing that has always been there, I think, with the geese. It has always been. I can remember back to my earliest memories is putting on my first gi, which was a red top, white B, wrap around, tie up, uh, and uh, bottoms. And uh, yeah, I've got uh, a various amount of gis depending on what we do as well. So I have a traditional gi for traditional karate. I have a more what we call a freestyle gi, the V-neck uh, in a different colors, white representing if I'm more in control of the advanced grades, reds, if I'm more of an assistant during a, a class while someone else is leading, and then uh, black if I'm taking just, you know, whatever I fancy on day. And then I've got all my wolf pack or uh, intensive point fighting or wacko uh, type uh, geese as well. So uh, yeah, yeah, I do do love a gi, and uh, some of them I've kept that I don't wear as well, a bit of history. I've got a box full of geese actually, we're getting ready to move. I got that box. I found that box the other day. I was thinking of potentially uh, you can get like rugs made with them. Uh, you send okay. the like t-shirts off, 
uh, or whatever it is, and uh, this firm or company, whoever, will then make a rug out of it all. I thought, because then you could put it up and display it, or, you know, it's got a bit of use rather than sitting in a box. So, yeah, good shout, as my third is my geese. You're welcome. <laughs> I will save footwear for another one, so we can do a top three on footwear another day. Next week. I, yeah. I know you like a shoe, so we'll, we'll come back to that one. Uh, my number three, I'll kind of go in line with what you say, because this is something I've really been missing wearing, is my Wolfpack coaching tracksuit. Uh, and it's it's more that I miss that whole scene tournaments and all the rest of it because of what's going on in the world there aren't any at the moment but I really miss waking up on a Saturday or Sunday morning probably in a hotel room and zipping up that tracksuit to go downstairs and just knowing like what the day is gonna be you just know it's yeah it's tournament day it's coach day it's fight day uh and I miss that I miss that kit you know I don't want to just put it on to like be on zoom or anything like that i just i want to say it it, it? doesn't deserve it no but i really miss wearing that tracksuit and doing the things associated with wearing it i guess that's a part of the gi thing as well it's all the memories that get tied into the outfit uh, along with it but yeah that's definitely my number three that was a really satisfying uh feature that one i really enjoyed that good choices and i'm glad we got away from food i don't know what it is with us and food but we seem to yeah well have you got something food this week as in a top three or no, no, just a food related? Food. Yeah. All right. So I've got a food related topic. I recently have discovered a really good alternative. So we won't call this a regular feature, but I want you to think about if you found or if you have an alternative to what the norm is. So I'll give you my example because I think I saw on your Instagram uh, that you had eaten this the other day porridge. Oh, Are you a porridge, porridge man? Yeah, right. Okay. Porridge. Good. So this this all you'll well, you might not agree with this, but you'll know where, where I'm coming from. I love the idea of porridge, but I struggle with eating it in any decent quantity. So it's like I can eat the tiniest portion of porridge <laughs> and enjoy it, but I get to a certain point and it's like four spoonfuls, and I'm like, I can't eat this anymore. I, I'm full, but I can't be full because it's like four little spoonfuls. And the texture and the taste I'm just done with. So I recently discovered cream of rice, which is effectively baby food, but I can (laughs) eat that thing by the boatload. Like I I could just eat it for days and it's effectively the same stuff, but instead of oats, it's rice and it's a little lower in fiber, but in terms of like carbs and all the rest of it, it's basically the same food. Uh, And it's been like revolutionary for me for breakfast because I'm no longer feeling heavy and bloated after eating porridge because that's what it does to me for whatever reason i feel light and free and uh are you you hitting it with jam or honey or anything else and this is the other thing right so my thing with porridge is i can eat it but i've got to add a ton of sugar in the form (laughs) of honey jam thing and then i'm like i'm not really having a healthy breakfast anymore uh so this i can just have it as it is easily because it's got a sweetness to it yeah because it's baby food uh, and it's low sugar out of a a plastic bowl with a sucker on the bottom and a little i didn't know there uh, was another option is that what there's there's bowls that don't have suckers on the bottom (laughs) (laughs) i don't know and just puts me in my chair and puts the little table in front of me i I don't make any choices yeah (laughs) no it works out great um you've thrown me right off my trailer thought there yes but add a little spoon of jam in it and it then becomes like the most delicious thing you've ever eaten in your life 
So yeah. I don't know if you have an alternative to what the majority of people would eat, where you just think, well, for me personally, that's a lot better. I'm going to have to get back to you on that one. I'm going to bring that next get week. Get back to me. But that's the, that's the food topic of conversation is uh, alternatives. Alternatives, yeah. Well, anyone listening, if you've got any alternatives or top threes of what we're saying, stick them in in the in the chat let, let us know well you kind of uh, went with a recommendation there so i would like to uh, go with a recommendation uh, this oh. week uh, i'm enjoying all of our, our features this week and uh, my recommendation is i did it in the weekend with several songs is to listen to songs and read the lyrics at the same time i don't know obviously mm. uh, as someone know that's been into music yourself you've probably done that a lot but i haven't done it recently and uh have you seen the new on the new oh, i don't know how new it is it's probably not that new on the devices on the music app uh the apple uh when the music's playing you can choose lyrics mm -hmm. and it basically brings the lyrics up as the song's playing it's yeah. really cool and then you can just click on the lyric and it goes back to that bit again and uh, I just wanted to know what the words were in a song. And I just got so much pleasure just listening to a couple of songs, just reading the lyrics. And mm. quite often you, you're singing something and you've got the words completely wrong. Uh, <laughs> yes. they're, they're, they're completely different to what, what you're singing. And just that whole, yeah, I, I would recommend get your top 10 songs. If you've never done it before, if you've done it, do it again and just listen to them with the lyrics in hand. And the yeah, that music app, it really works well for that. Yeah, I, I tell you, we recently, or I recently switched over to Spotify, um, just because I always found that Apple Music never gave me the music that I wanted to listen to. And people told me that in terms of playlists and recommendations, Spotify does a much better job. Uh, and I agree with that in the sense that I feel like I'm discovering and enjoying my music more since switching. But the one feature I really miss is that feature. Uh, Spotify doesn't currently have that. They have this thing where they will tell you about some of the lyrics, which is nice. Like they'll give you a bit of context to a song, but they don't have that where it just effectively like a karaoke machine flows the lyrics yeah uh, that's what it, it is which yeah, yeah which I, I did really enjoy about apple music i miss i miss that feature and i agree uh listen reading the lyrics along with listening to your favorite tunes is is a great thing to do favorite favorite enjoy one to do that. it too i i um, don't know if i would assume it would be bruce springsteen but i, I don't know well, if lyrically someone else maybe before even uh, i think even apple had a, a music app on a device and that uh, bruce springsteen had a, a book come out uh prior because he there was lots of books written about him and everything but he never wrote a book uh but he brought a book out uh, again years and years ago uh, just titled songs and it was every album up to that day with just the lyrics in and uh just really it was a nice it's a nice bit i've got it over here somewhere it's a nice big hardback book got beautiful pictures in you know uh, personal pictures and uh, before each album he just writes a small bit about the album about where he was and that so that that was a i remember getting that and sitting down not in one sitting but listening to each album reading it and that that was yeah really great uh, what was i i was actually trying to learn the words to yeah i'll get the playlist up I was trying to uh, learn the words to thrift shop. 
We've got, <laughs> that's not what I expected you to say. We, yeah, we've got a uh, playlist, our training playlist, and uh, I take no uh, claim of fame to it. It's uh, all of Cece's doing, she put together. And uh, Thrift Shop, uh, another Macklemore, Glorious. Uh, and uh, then another, it was all Macklemore actually, uh, Good Old Days, and then I Love You Always Forever, Donna Lewis. Nice, good songs, so, good tracks, you? well done, CC. What, what would you, you like listening to then? Well, I love listening to everything, but in terms Lyric. of lyrics, the one that gets me, all, I go back to it all the time, and this is a bit uh, out there, Fallout Boy. Uh, so I don't know if you've ever listened to much Fallout Boy, but they're kind of mostly geared towards 12 year old girls. But for whatever reason, it really <laughs> it appeals to me. You. Yeah, it does, it does something. But lyrically, I think that guy is one of the most, he's just a genius because if you listen to his song and at the end of the song, I tell you, what was he singing about? There's not a person on earth who could go, oh, he was singing about this. I know exactly what he was on about. You don't have a clue, but certain lyrics and certain parts of it will resonate somewhere deep inside you. The closest thing I can compare it to is Bohemian Rhapsody. Bohemian Rhapsody okay. is one of those songs where you don't really know what that song is about, but there's sections of it where you know exactly what it's about because it hits you right in the feels. Uh, and that's what they do really, really, really well. And it's, it's harder now, I think, because music, in my opinion, has become a lot more... Uh, easily digestible like it's it's just kind of very easily packaged and I think Fallout Boy especially lyrically have resisted that really really well uh, and their lyrics still kind of for me they're interesting you read them and you're like I wonder what he's getting at or what he's trying to say or what made him write that lyric and it engages you in a deeper way with the music Mm. Okay, I'll check some of that out then. No, I'm not familiar with Fallout Excellent. Boy at all. Uh, I'm really enjoying our features as. Uh, what uh, do you feel a need for a rant? I've not come needing a rant today. Do you need a rant? Um, I am rant free, to be honest. I mean, I can always, I can always dig one up if you want one. That I, yeah, I'll go, find go one. on, dig, dig it up. I want to hit all of our features this week. But before we do, have I eaten or have I not? That is the question. Do you remember last episode? You could tell so this was this was actually off the record. So this was after we'd stopped recording. Was it? it oh, was. okay. Uh, as in, we spoke about it afterwards. So you had mentioned that you had eaten at some point in the podcast, uh, and I was like, "Oh, that's what it is." He's a little different in his energy today uh, because normally we get to the end of the podcast. This is like behind the scenes stuff for everyone. Normally we finish the podcast and then we're saying our goodbyes and JC normally finishes with, I'm going to go eat now. I'm starving. Uh, and off he goes. But obviously last week, this was different. So he set me the challenge this week of figuring out whether or not he had eaten before or after. And I am going to say you have eaten before and he has frozen. Correct, 100%. <laughs> I'm correct. Dan, yes. Awesome. And he is frozen. Yes, I heard it. I heard it. <laughs> okay, I heard good. It. We're good then. We're good. Yes. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, I'd eat yeah. it beforehand, yeah. It's something, uh, it settles you, I guess. You just, you okay. now look ready to wind down for the now evening. Now the evening um, and ready to go. Ah, yeah. Good, good. Good mm, to know. Your powers are strong, young Jedi. No, thank you. Thank you. Right, a rant. Hello. All right. I've got one. I've got one. Uh, I will try not to make this about COVID because this was a problem before and it will be a problem long after, but COVID has certainly exacerbated this. 
and this is deliveries and the world <laughs> of deliveries now which is basically get the box throw it at the door maybe ring the doorbell and walk off and it's just like there is no care whatsoever as to whether or not you actually get this package they just wipe their hands with it now uh, and now it's all about you know social distancing we want to keep our drivers safe they're not gonna stay at the door i get it i understand it however take my house for example it's not the nicest neighborhood in the world my neighbors aren't the most trustworthy people in the world. And if you leave a shiny Amazon box outside my door, there's a real good chance that my lovely neighbor is going to just go and right, pinch that. it for himself. So like, I just appreciate it if there was just a bit more care to this. And again, there is no fix for it because this is Amazon and they're never going to change anything about it. But like, it definitely is getting worse. I don't know if you've had any experience with this. Sometimes I come home and I'm just like, oh, thanks. Yeah, uh, well, completely. The the uh, well, the, to start with, the uh, Royal Mail are now delivering more parcels than mail, aren't they? It's yeah. now overtaken uh, the the post and Amazon. Well, you're saying Amazon. I spoke to someone yesterday whose uh, daughter, uh, she's a driving uh, instructor, hasn't worked for uh, you know, been on furlough for however long now. Uh, so she actually went on, uh, picked up a job with Amazon as a delivery driver, and she had to go on like some three day course on it, you know, like huh. have a driving test, had to do uh, a, yeah, a written test, had to do a delivery test, had to sit in with someone before she could go off on her own. But clearly it doesn't last very long then. <laughs> no, I guess not, right? They're, once they're flying solo, they're flying solo. Yeah, um, yeah. We've never, we've never lost anything though. Like I've never received anything damaged and I've never lost anything. You know, I, no one's never nicked it. We've never not had it. Uh, have you had a, same with eBay. We've never not received anything. No credit due to Amazon. I've never had an issue. And the, so the only issue I had was exactly that where it was delivered to my, no, it said it was delivered to my neighbor. So the, the package was stated as being delivered to my neighbor. I asked all my neighbors, none of them said they'd received this package. This package was worth about 350 quid. So it wasn't exactly a cheap Amazon order. One item, 350 quid. Within five minutes of being on the phone to customer service, I had a new one come out the next day. Uh, and there was just no questions asked, no, no like investigation, nothing. They just went, no problem, sir, uh, and put through the order again. So it was like, I can't. I can't complain too much, but it is just, I just find it surprising that they, they seem to be so carefree with it because it must, yeah. you know, like stuff like that must cost them, but obviously it doesn't cost them as much as all the successful deliveries that seem to get there. Yeah, amount of money thing. But no, a valid rant, I think, a valid rant. Thank you, thank you. Uh, on the back of the uh, recommendation I gave last week, the Infinity Monkey Cage, the podcast, there was a yes. really good one that I listened to and it was all about reality and the I haven't finished it yet and they had you know a couple of scientists on you know a couple of I can't remember even what the experts field was and then a comedian on which was really funny and they were just talking about reality so as we really haven't gone down a rabbit hole I thought we could uh, uh, for the for the 
latter part of the podcast. And uh, they, they were talking about science of reality and uh, then faith and stories, basically, as reality. I just found it a fascinating, it was just a fascinating conversation. So by this, do you mean our perception of the world yeah. and what is real and what is not and what we can perceive and what could be there, but be beyond our comprehension? And, uh, you know, even a scientist was turning around and saying he's not a believer in a faith, but they put stories together to explain science. So even when they're talking about quantum physics and everything else the only way they can sort of describe it is by giving it stories and sort of he's making a connection to why people are drawn to a faith or how he respects people with a faith who believe in you know god creating it all because then themselves are scientists i have to listen to uh, the the rest of it to explain it a bit better but i found it just a really really yeah interesting subject Oh, it definitely is. It's because it's it's so beyond our comprehension to a point, isn't it? So it's yeah. it's open to so much interpretation and you can't turn around and go, well, that's wrong because we just don't know uh, because it's just beyond it. Like the whole dark matter thing always gets me. The idea that there's this mass out there that we have absolutely no comprehension or understanding of other than just knowing that it exists. And it it's not just present. a mass, it's the largest by far percentage of everything out there. So if you take and our solar system, it. our star and planets and everything, and throw it in a box with uh, black matter, then we take up, it's, it's something like a percent of the box, isn't it? Mm -hmm. it's something crazy yeah. like that. 99% of the space between us all, as in space, is just what? No one knows. It's just crazy. And that's what we know is there so we know that stuff is there but again it's like what can, what is behind the curtain that beyond our technology beyond our science that we can't even grasp we can't even fathom its existence yeah yeah that's Crazy where there's like that. a real gap in knowledge but that i i find that really interesting about um scientists being religious i think that's yes. a real what's the word conundrum there's a word yeah. for it where they, they cross over. But yeah, I've always found that really strange because for me, the two are not mutually exclusive. Like they don't, I don't see the crossover. Other How can than, you be thinking that way and also believe in that way? Yeah. 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 Unless I just, yeah, there's a, there's a gap there that I don't really understand. Um, but each to their own, I assume. I don't know what else you can say on it other than that. That's what I think this guy was saying on the podcast uh, on this Infinity Monkey Cage is uh, it makes sense to a scientist to have a story uh, mm -hmm. because it's the way of explaining things. And scientists uh, are basically the new uh, or the more modern day religion because they're basically just giving answers which is the same, I suppose, as any religion, isn't it? It's just the yes. majority of religions aren't necessarily factual-based. It's story-based, isn't it? But, and this is where it gets me, right? Because it, let's take science as a religion, almost, 
because it's telling the story of how the universe has come to be. The difference with science and every other religion is science progressively changes its story. So as mm. science is shown further information, the story gets adjusted. So if you went and looked at a biology textbook from the 50s, there would be new things in it now that weren't in it then. Whereas if you looked at a Bible from then to now, the Bible would be exactly the same, regardless of anything that's changed or happened in the meantime. And that's where I think over time, you know, we're talking like continue to go down the line, religion is going to fall into, because it's already is, isn't it? The religion is shrinking yeah. in terms of how many people are. And I think that's gonna be its death is that it doesn't have any form of progression. It's not and up there's to date, no, is it? It's not up to date and it's not accepting, you know, once we discovered the dinosaurs were around before us, everyone just wonders, well, why hasn't the Bible mentioned them? Why don't they come up in the Quran? Why doesn't it come up in any of the textbooks? Well, because they didn't know when they wrote these books, but then it never got adapted. And that's where you then, that you can start poking so many holes in it. And then it becomes very difficult for me anyway to have any faith or belief in it because i i have no problem with having a faith but it's like when you then oppose questions to that faith the answer cannot just be have faith not when you can turn to yeah. science and they can provide you with an answer and evidence for said answer that yeah. provides me with a lot more comfort than just saying god has mysterious ways and we'll we'll just leave it there I thought uh, I'd bring one thing topical, actually. Uh, just remembered, uh, I, I was going to uh, mention it. Uh, what's your your opinion of the Royals? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say we need that to be a feature. Is one topical thing each week. Uh, okay. Like a, I know we're not into the news much between us, but between us, whatever floats to the top of our awareness, like that, yeah. which definitely has. Have you watched it? Did you sit and watch the opera show? My wife sat and watched it. I went to the other room and did not watch it. <laughs> uh, but I've, I've got the gist of it, right? Like, yeah, yeah. you can't not, I that's the thing. It's everywhere, isn't it? You can't. It's everywhere. For me, okay, I don't like the Royals. I'm not a fan of the Royal family. I'm not a follower of it all. But I'm also, everyone seems to be acting really surprised that this very rich, very old, white family is a little bit racist you know and i just yeah. think are you really in any way shocked or surprised by this is this news to you because for me it's not news it's like duh <laughs> yeah, what did yeah. you expect was going like they didn't like princess diana and she was like as wholesome and lovely as it got so what chance did this megan think she had to be like just accepted with open arms welcome come into our family it wasn't going to happen so part of me is just like yeah this is just tabloid rubbish uh and then the big part of me is just like who does this affect in the grand scheme of things other than what it has done which is nice which is bring some awareness you know yes. it's once again the topic of racism sexism and all of this is being brought to the forefront again and i like that and it's being brought into the worldwide media and i think that's a great thing but the yeah. fact that it's come from this institution uh, and we're in any way surprised that that's the way this institution operates is like i just don't get that yeah yeah but yeah what I, what i found really crazy which i heard today was that their wedding, so Harry and Meghan's wedding, 
was viewed by two billion people. That's like uncomprehendable. I can't, I can't get my head around that at all. Yeah, like when you think of some of the biggest sporting content, like you could put them all together and their, their view, viewship or whatever you call it does not reach close to that. It's like, what, what is so fascinating? What, what, what was drawn so much to that? I don't know, I because it is fascinating, because when you watch something, you watch it to evoke a certain emotion. You watch a sporting event because it's exciting, because you want to know what the result's going to be, and you're on the edge of your seat till you know who the winner is. You know, you watch a comedy because you want to laugh. You watch a drama because you want to be whatever. You want to feel stuff. What are you trying to feel by watching this very privileged white guy marry this very pretty, not white girl, and it just be a wedding? Like, what is the, what is the appeal? What is the emotion that you sit there and go, that's what I'm feeling watching this? Because I tell you right now, I wouldn't feel a damn thing. <laughs> Other than maybe yeah. a little bit of annoyance because I'd be thinking how many tax dollars or tax, tax pounds it costs <laughs> to put this little shindig that. of yours on. You know, that's yeah. not, they ain't gone out and made that money. Yeah, I, I feel sorry for the sort of poor sod that had to count how many views it had. <laughs> one million and one <laughs> one million and two i would say uh, probably asked me uh, the other day oh no it might have been daisy i can't remember which kid uh they said uh how long would it take to count to a million and uh i started trying to work it out and it's actually quite tricky to work out because you can count to 10 in say 10 seconds uh, you can count to a hundred. I said, well, what I said is, well, if you time self-count into a hundred and then times that by however many hundreds in a million, I said, that's how long it'll take. 999,999.99. Like each number gets longer. So yeah, yep. there you go. Just a bit of, another bit of trivia for you. Well, there might be the answer to this. There's a YouTuber called Mr. Beast. And uh, you okay. probably have not heard of Mr. Beast. I have but not. I check with Cece. She's probably heard of Mr. Beast. Mr. Beast has made a very, very good career out of doing ridiculous things. And I am quite sure one of the things he did was count to a million on camera. Okay. To just sat there and just counted it out. Because it's actually um, hard to do as well. Yeah, oh yeah, it's you know it's just exhausting, I think, more than anything else, right? To just sit there. And I think at one yeah. point he might even forget where he was at. I, don't, I haven't watched it to know, but I think this has happened and I think he struggled. And I think I remember watching a video of the like last bit where he's like, nine fan, 900,999999999, one million. And he was exhausted. <laughs> so I think the answer might already be out there. Okay, I'm gonna have to research that. Well, yeah, we'll my, my quote to wrap things up this week is a lyrical quote. Okay. And uh, do you reckon you can guess it? Uh, oh, I'm get down to her. I heard you die twice. Once when they bury you in the grave. And the second time is the last time that somebody mentions your name. So when I leave here on this earth, did I take more than I gave? Do I look out for the people or do I do it all for fame? I think that's just a wicked, wicked line in in 
uh, yeah, one of the songs that I was listening to on the on the Apple uh, app. I I know that lyric. I can hear that lyric, but I do not know what song, Glorious. what artist that is from. Damn it! Yeah. Ah, <laughs> so annoying. Yeah. Yes, great lyric, powerful one. Mine is a little more chill. This is from a Dr. Seuss book, but equally powerful. Yeah. Seuss. Sometimes you will never know the value of a moment until it becomes a memory. Oh, cool. Ain't that just the sweetest? Yes, yes. Oh, always a pleasure to chat, As It was a featured full episode. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, apologies if there's some breakup in the audio, guys. I will try and edit it out as best as possible, but uh, we will we will get the Wi-Fi issue sorted, and it will, will. be a non-issue. We will. I need to put a Wrong. reminder to remind us to fix that. Uh, I will remind you to put a reminder to remind because you to fix. It's that. It's nearly a year that we've been doing this as, and we've only ever been able to do this as a Zoom Wi-Fi thing. Uh, we're we're going to have to do it in a studio well yeah well so we are on episode 40 something so and we only missed two weeks for christmas so i think yeah. we are pretty close to the one year episode anniversary yeah and hopefully we might be able to do that episode face to face that'd be cool wouldn't it wouldn't it just let's see if we can yeah. work that out yeah um, well look forward to it dude peace out nice all. one guys we'll see you on the next one